0: In the first three episodes of this podcast series, I explained that the GGOB system works. Whether your name is Jack, Jacques, Juan, Zhang, or Jamila, GGOB is a system, and it'll work the same for you. In episodes 4 and 5, I highlighted recent Harvard research, showing why today in 2020, the industrial commons of the United States is far, far into the danger zone of corporate rating and poor public policy. In this episode, and through to the end of the season, we will get down to the brass tacks of establishing your own GGOB system. Especially if, today, your company can only be described as SRC's was in 1979. Miserable. Now, crack open the book to chapter 3. Let's go. Hi everyone! This book club podcast is for teams ready to try a deceptively fun game-like company operating system called The Great Game of Business, or GGOB. I'm Esther Tang, an avid reader and manufacturer of turbochargers. This is my hobby podcast. No one is paying me to do it. If you're like me, and for some time now, you've felt in the pit of your stomach that a top-down-only approach to business is woefully inadequate to meet the reality of work in the 21st century, that is, hyper-competition, automation, and outsourcing at the click of a button, then lend me your ears for just a few minutes. What's it like in your workplace today? What's the mood in the break room? As you approach the building's entrance, is there a pep in your step? Do you ever spend a few extra exhausted moments in a bathroom stall because outside is a circus? It's pretty obvious when a person walks into a healthy company versus a company that's sick and dying. In the healthy business, employees nod, smile, and make eye contact, Bulletin boards include some sort of positive news like reaching a production goal or employee birthdays. In contrast, in a company that is sick and dying, employees behave as though every day they're dragging their feet to a funeral. The bulletin boards are covered with non human sounding language on government regulations. So not inspirational. In 1979, SRC was that second company. Had you stepped inside, you would have seen disorganized stock, an overwhelmed plant manager, and shop floor people standing around, waiting, waiting, waiting for the proper tools and parts just to do their tasks. In those days, employees were fed up. Management didn't seem to care. And, while not unionized at the time, workers seemed very likely to try unionization, if only because nothing else offered hope. There are two prerequisites, two must-haves when starting the GGOB system in earnest. First, credibility of management. Second, employees must be up for it. On the first prerequisite, credibility of management, how can this be established in said sick-and-dying company where no one trusts each other, let alone makes meaningful eye contact? It starts with listening more, speaking less. You know that saying, God gave us two ears and one mouth, so we should listen more than we speak? You get my point. Listening is magic when it comes to building trust. Whether you're building trust among your assembly line colleagues or you're negotiating an international tariff treaty, the act of genuine listening goes a long way to show respect and therefore to build trust. In 1979, when Jack arrived at SRC, he sat down with every single employee. If they couldn't do one-on-one, there was a maximum of five people. They took the time to discuss what tools employees needed. They talked about life. They talked about dreams. From those early days, Jack observed that not every person has pride in their work. And of the people with pride, the level of care varies. In the book, Jack lightly theorizes that maybe some people as kids were not taught to care about the quality of their work. I would go further and say that many people as kids have been taught, whether on purpose or inadvertently, that not only does no one care about their effort, but no one truly cares about who they are deep down either. Then over time, these children not only feel invisible, but they also come to believe that they don't even have intrinsic value. That's an incredibly sad and debilitating belief, not to mention an albatross for any society, culture, and economy's ability to innovate. So when Jack saw that many people did not have pride in their work, SRC started programs to teach people how to care. Why is caring vitally important? Because when a person cares about their work, they feel responsible. They adopt pride of ownership, which is the mindset of a winner. I know some of you might think it's impossible to teach someone else to care if they just flat out do not care. But what if that someone could see their job and themselves by extension with new eyes? Not only new eyes, but the eyes of someone they deeply cared about. What SRC decided to do was host an open house. Families visited the factory, kids climbed around on tractors, and spouses saw the decorated facilities. This was a Jedi mind trick because during the open house, the SRC employee became an absolute superhero in the eyes of the visiting kids. Children exclaimed, Wow, Dad, you work here? Wow, Mom, you're a welder? That looks important. The GGOB system wants employees to feel deeply and completely, that they are winners. They are giants. They matter. Belief in oneself is infectious. When someone believes in themselves, they can also then affirm others. I think this is what Anne Frank meant when she wrote, whoever is happy will make others happy too. Some more low-key genius behind that first SRC open house included beautifying the factory. Employees were given paint and freedom to personalize the place. They literally made their mark. This is hugely significant. I want this to be something you remember. Think about an adult who even in his or her own home isn't allowed to freely move about. Maybe this person is a friend. Or maybe yourself. Even at home, this person must strictly follow rules that someone else made without their consent. Without their buy-in. Used utensils go exactly here. Coats must go specifically there. There. Do this. Don't do that. Don't even breathe the wrong way. Well, sure, there's logic behind these rules. But in terms of communication, it was a shouty one-way street. What ends up being said and absorbed in between the lines is that the intrinsic value of everyone else in the house is beneath that of a tyrant. This probably isn't the original intention, but it is the net effect. And, looking closer at the scenario, it gets worse. You will see that the voices of everyone else in that tension-filled house has not only been silenced, their very identities ground down to a fine powder, but they were ordered by the tyrannical rulemaker to do the identity erasing to themselves and each other. Twisted and cruel, am I right? That is some next-level meta-outsourcing. SRC, by simply handing out brushes and paint, began to undo the mentality of suppression, loosening the bindings of the collective straitjacket. I would argue that a sign of emotional health in a person and company is how freely people can simply be themselves without punishment or ostracization for not fitting in or falling in line. Uniformity is not the same as unity. There is a huge night and day difference. Let's end today's episode here. Chapter three goes on to include many more Brilliantly simple techniques that the GGOB system uses to teach participants to care about their work. Techniques that show employees who long ago stopped believing in themselves that inside, they are winners. Winners who can solve problems. Heading into the 1980s, SRC not only turned the decade, but... By creating a sense of pride at work, SRC also turned a corner on unity. Employees learned that they could like and trust themselves, and beyond that, they could like and trust each other. That's pretty good progress. As anyone using the GGOB system will tell you, it's easy to stop one guy, but it's pretty hard to stop a hundred. And that's it for this episode. Remember, the feeling of a winner is the feeling of unity. Get in touch. My personal email is et55 at cornell.edu, or you can tweet me at tangy turbo. That's t a n g y underscore turbo. Thank you to Jack Stack, author and creator of the Great Game of Business. Thank you to the many people at SRC other ESOP companies, and policymakers who strengthen the industrial commons where they live by unlocking group intelligence through the GGOB operating system. Thank you to my family for encouraging me to connect with others on the pressing issues of our time. And finally, thanks to you, my dear listeners, for considering our shared future grounded in the appreciation of everyone. Signing off until next chapter, I'm Esther Tang. Remember that you count and you matter to me.